Hi there. Welcome back to the Home Sweet Home podcast with Marissa. I am your host, Marissa O'Connor, and today I am I'm in my, my recording spot. I'm in my recording studio at my beloved Keller Williams, the Woodlands office. Um, I was joking with the um, one of the staff members here today since they opened this office space for us to use. They like set up this whole media room so we can record and do social media and all the things. And I, it's set up with a bunch of lights. It makes me look really good. And I was joking with one of the staff members today that he said he was going to rename it the Marissa O'Connor room because I I use it probably the most. I am obsessed with this room. Uh, Having a great place to utilize and do this podcast is such a blessing. And I'm so grateful. Uh, Sometimes I feel like God really just puts all of the, the steps out in front of me so that I can, you know, do do his work and his will. And I believe that's hopefully what I'm doing with this, helping you, the listener, figure out this whole guide to homeownership and um, figuring out what the tools you need to be most successful. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about another chapter in the Your First Home Book. Woohoo! I'm on chapter four, and it's all about identifying your criteria when looking for a home. I really enjoy this part of the the home buying process because this is normally the part where I'm the I'm the director of operations for the Charlotte Cole group. So what that means is I'm helping behind the scenes on the transaction, making sure we have all correct contracts and and everything signed and turned in on time and making sure we're meeting those deadlines in the contract. And this is a fun part for me because I get to hear about Charla's clients for the first time normally, what they're looking for, um, help her set up a search for them, a home search for them, and kind of learn about what they're needing and looking for in in their home. And, and even not their first home, just in general. Um, when you're first buying a home, you may feel like you need tons of space. You need this particular neighborhood because it has the best schools ever and, and all these things. When actually, you know, your first home is normally not the home you will stay in for on and statistically more than five to seven years. So your realtor is going to be your best friend for these next three months of the home buying process. And from her or him, he or she, whichever, whoever your realtor is, um, they're going to be helping you narrow down your wants and your needs and help you get to your goal. Just lean on them completely. If you've gone through the rigorous process of interviewing a couple of realtors to find the best one that fits your needs, rely on them. Rely on their expertise. This is why you've hired them. And one of the first things that you'll do with them is have a uh, consultation, like your first time getting together, meeting, if you don't already know them, or just first time getting together to discuss your home buying needs. And in this consultation, you'll, if you haven't already at this point, be signing signing a buyer representation agreement, just noting that they are representing you as a buyer. And then your realtor is going to do some soul searching, 
quite honestly, to figure out everything about you so that they can help you make the best decision that you get to make for you. So part of that is, so on page, I'm on page 115 in the Your First Home book. It's all about identifying your criteria. And the first example it gives is a real estate agent in Washington is ready to buy a single family home. She's just ready. She's a single family home. She doesn't want to be in a, in a condo or a town home like many other, let's see here. She didn't want to be in a town home, which was common to her area. She wanted to be in a single family home and she was having a lot of trouble. And when she spoke to another agent in her office, she actually realized that she was just putting single family home because that's just the first thing that was coming to her mind. She, she was avoiding townhomes, but she was really looking for less yard maintenance. She didn't need a ton of space. She was actually, all of her needs would be met with a townhome and not a single family home. And once she figured this out, she found a townhome that she loved and she bought it and moved in. So what I'm saying is, when you first meet with your real estate agent, make sure that you don't have too many preconceived notions in your head about exactly what you think your house will look like because your agent's going to talk through a couple of different scenarios with you, figuring out your wants and needs, and they will help you realize what you're looking for. It may not be in the same package that you had originally thought it would, but they're going to help you get where you need to go in your area. And... By that, on page 117, it's talking about going from what to why. So let's say that you are a first-time homebuyer and you love this specific neighborhood. This is an example from the book. You love this specific neighborhood. It's amazing, but it is quite out of your budget. And But that is the neighborhood you are dead set on. Well, let's talk about maybe why you were dead set on that neighborhood. Come to find out that you actually just really love the schools in that area. So your why is actually education. And by figuring this out, your real estate agent can help you find another community that's zoned to that same school or other great schools in a different area would help you obtain your goal because your main why, the main reason you wanted to live in that neighborhood was because of great schools. So education would be your probably biggest why. And when you're talking with your real estate agent, they're going to try and help figure out your motivation for living in a specific area or specific home or specific style because a lot of times first-time homebuyers will need to compromise on their first home purchase in some areas and that's when you know you need to get into your needs versus your wants. So you want to make sure that you're meeting your needs first and hopefully a couple of your wants are sprinkled in there as well, all while staying under budget. So this is why your realtor is going to be your best friend for the next three months. And then on page 119, you know, it starts talking about getting clear about your criteria, really narrowing down what you're looking for. Um, there are lots and lots of features in homes that you may, that you could get exhausted by a list, but it's all dependent on what's in your area. So on page 120, we're going to talk about a couple of 
things that you might want to consider when purchasing your first your first home like what do I want my home to be close to and what do I want my neighborhoods to be like in the book it says there are two ways to think about location proximity and character proximity means the areas that are geographically desirable to you they're close to your job your friends and family local schools and city amenities among other things however the question of location also encompasses character the kind of homes, streets, and parks that are a given area has to offer. For example, you may want a downtown condo because you like the bustle of urban life, not because the area is close to anything in particular. So someone else may want an older home and be willing to look in any part of town as long as it's historic. So when you discuss location with your agent, they advise you to separate proximity from character so you can better prioritize your needs. Because some people may be willing to drive long distances to live in that historic house while others are they want to be home right at dinner time so they can be with their family so it's all dependent up to you and what you want so on number two how much space do I need and what do I need that space for so it's not enough in the book it says to say you just want a four-bedroom home um, because there are lots of different styles of homes that could be all home, all bedrooms, no home. Does that make sense? Like here it says a 1,200-square-foot bedroom ranch house built in 1950 will offer far less space than a more contemporary four-bedroom home that could easily have double the square footage. So yeah, smaller smaller homes are, there's nothing wrong with them. They're great um, if you're starting off or you are looking to minimize or downsize. But if you're hoping to stay in this home for a long period of time and grow your family, um, maybe something to consider is you might need a little more space. So number three, it says, what is most important? And it goes in to say, the nicer the, the neighborhood, the more expensive the homes. That goes without saying. Um but most first-time buyers have to settle for a trade-off between size and location, like we were talking about. Some people may prefer a smaller home in a nicer area, while others would rather have more square footage, even if the neighborhood's not quite as fashionable. And number four, ooh, would I be interested in a fixer-upper? Now, I've seen this fixer-uppers romanticized a lot online and on some of these shows where they buy and fix and flip and sell. And while it is doable, it's also important to know that fixer-uppers require a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of know-how, and sometimes they could end up costing you more money um, in the long run. Because if you're making more than just cosmetic changes to the home, like foundation issues or structural issues with the home. It can really ring up a high dollar, and then the money that you thought you would be saving by fixing up this home in the area that you wanted to be in, actually, you're not, and you're spending more. So it's just something that you need to consider if you ever thought about taking on a fixer-upper. And I would just... If you do end up going under contract on one of the fixer-upper homes, I would definitely utilize your option period time um, to bring in contractors and specialists and people who could give you better ideas of the amount of money you'd be looking to spend to fix up the home. So just always something to think about.
And number five says, what kind of property should I buy? So here it gives us a statistic that around 83% of all homes sold are what agents call a detached single-family residence. And in plain, in plain English, that's what most people just call a house. But a house isn't the only choice available. There are townhomes, duplexes, condominiums, and more. So talk with your agent about what works best for you. Uh, if you're looking to meet a certain goal or they'll know by talking with you, they'll get to know your needs and your wants. And they'll be able to help you make this decision or at least give you all the information you need so you can make this decision for yourself. Um, I've heard of people purchasing duplexes living in one side and renting out the other to help pay for their mortgage or just start growing their investment business. Um, having a revenue, a, a just a great, that's a great source of revenue. You're already living in the house. You're leasing out the other. Maybe it's helping you make your house payments. Maybe it's just helping you get that another source of income that's going to help you in the long run. So I think that's great. Talk with your agent about what options are available to you in your area. And then uh, number seven, it says, oh, I skipped. Number six says, would I be interested in new home construction? So this is, again, personal preference. There are lots of great things to love about new construction. And Sharla loves helping people purchase in new construction. I myself came from a home builder in new construction and there are tons of great things about living in a brand new home. You get warranties. Um, a lot of the times brand new neighborhoods have great amenities. Um, just having less maintenance of an older home. You know, you're not going to be seeing a lot of the things if you use, if you move into a pre-owned home and there's a long list of why a new construction home may be the best fit for you. But like I keep saying in this episode, as long as you are communicating with your agent, they're helping, they're letting you know all of your options, bring it up with your agent. Hey, I might be interested in new construction. You know, what's in this area? That's like another thing, too, is if you're look, looking at a specific area and new construction isn't available, well, that doesn't really work for you. So you got to balance out. Do you want to live in a brand new home versus do I want to be in this specific area? It's all going to come down back to you and what you're looking for and how long you plan to live in the home. Think about your long term goals when you're purchasing. And number seven, what features do I need and what amenities do I want? So, you know your lifestyle, and that determines the kind of features you really need your home to have. So, if you have, it says in the book, if you have four kids, you need a lot of bedrooms. Um, if you have four, do four big dogs, you're going to need a big yard. Um, you might need a living area big enough to accompany a grand piano, um, wide door raised to accommodate a wheelchair, enough bathrooms for litter boxes for all of your cats, <laughs> um, and a big garage to tinker with your vintage car. It's so important to understand who will be enjoying the home, how, and this includes our four-legged family members too, notes this agent Brady Santal. Um, it's really fun part as an agent to reach in and figure out 
people and what they're doing in their daily lives, like it says in this book, um, because it helps us put the help them put the pieces together so that they can select the best home for them. And number eight, what does my home have to have now? And what does it have to have the potential for? Well, there's some things that you can't change about a property, like age and location. And some things that you can change are still really expensive to change, such as size or layout. Um, still, there are a myriad of changes and alterations that you can make to create your own personalized space. As you're deciding which of your wants are true needs, remember that part of the joy of owning your own home is being able to keep making it better and better. So, something to consider there. So, number nine. Of all my wants and needs, which are the most important? And, as we've said multiple times over and over, only you will know how to prioritize those needs. But, as always, needs come first, wants come second. Um, this agent, Lance Logan, here in Houston, he offers the following guideline for first-time home buyers: Before purchasing a home, buyers should consider the following. Does this home at least meet my top three criteria and budget? And we suggest that you don't take anything off the list. Your agent knows your agent should know to keep an eye out for those quartz countertops or built-in bookshelves that make you swoon, but your focus should always be on the must-haves with the one-to-haves or the nice-to-haves coming last. So it's going to be difficult, but your agent's going to be able to help you keep a, um, your, a firm goal in mind. Keep on that hat of what exactly am I looking for in my, my needs versus my wants in a home. So, I've, you know, we've talked about all the things to help you prior, prioritize your home search you figured it out with your agent, you've got all the criteria, you know, now what? So use this time in the consultation with your realtor to learn the market. Ask them questions like, how fast are home selling in my price range? This will help you get a good idea of how quickly you need to be moving when you find the home that you love. Uh, what kind of homes are selling the fastest? Am I likely to face a multiple offer situation? This is always good to know. Your agent will know the market best. But if you're facing a multiple offer situation, you're going to want to move swiftly, quickly, and have an agent that's communicating with the listing agent side to figure out what's most important to the seller so that you can hopefully come out on top in a multiple offer situation. It is a misconce misconception that the highest dollar amount will always win a multiple offer situation. This is not always true. Sometimes it's more important to the seller that they have time to move out, um, be in the home for a little bit longer over earning the most money. So your agent's going to be able to help you that with that. And ask other questions like, what should I expect to include in, on an offer to help it get it accepted? And what kind of terms and conditions are typically included in a contract? So a great agent will be going over a one-to-four family contract with you prior to you making an offer. That way you're completely up to speed on the terms of the contract before you are actually signed down pressing hard on the contract in making the offer. 
this just helps you in the long run become better informed about the offer that you're making on a home, um, the, you know, the best terms that work for you and hopefully the seller. And you're not in a panic trying to figure out all of this complicated contract while you are already submitting an offer and you're stressed because you've never done it before and you're buying your first home. So those are just great things to know from your agent and they will help you and inform you on all of that. So that was loosely chapter four of your first home. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope that it was informative. And most of all, I just hope you're having a great day on the other end of this. Whoever's listening to this, um, wishing you a blessed day and that you are going to achieve all of your goals today. You're going to be focused. You've got this. You're going to make a great list of all of everything you're looking for in a home. And you're going to find that agent that's going to help you separate your wants from your needs. And you are going to be a homeowner soon. So let's get excited. Okay. Well, I will see you all next week on the Home Sweet Home Podcast with Marissa. Bye. <laughs>